0: 92.7 WMAY. It is a busy weekend in theater here, and one of the most unique theater experiences you're going to find in the Springfield area this weekend is going to be a one-man show that tells the story of Vincent Van Gogh. And uh, here to perform it, he is a a, a veteran of the Springfield theater scene. He left us a couple of years back uh, to pursue higher education goals down in New Orleans. But he is back here this weekend with this uh, show about Vincent Van Gogh. Drew Stroud is here. And Drew, thanks so much for taking the time. It's great to see you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jim, for having me on.
0: Great to see you as well. So tell us about uh, about this show, how it all came together and, and what prompted you to bring it back here to Springfield
1: sure yeah so exhausted paint uh we 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 did this a year ago at the university of new orleans it was just one of our regular college productions and and i was van gogh of course in that show and i I absolutely fell in love with it in closing night uh i was talking to the playwright he's one of the teachers at the university of new orleans and just it just did not feel like it was done yet i mean i'm sure you've done shows where you're not necessarily sick of the show but you get that nice closure We're like all right i'm ready to move on to the next project this show that didn't stick with me. There, there was, there was. I needed to do something more with it, so I worked with a playwright, and we talked about what have we, what have we tried taking this on tour. It's a, it's a pretty small show, one, one actor. The set's pretty minimal. Uh, you know, we fit everything inside my wife's toilet Corolla. Um, so it's <laughs> very, very accessible. Uh, and so, one of the very first places I knew I had to reach out to was the holland Center for the Arts. Uh, Springfield was a huge in my creation
0: as an actor. So being able to bring it back here was, was, was an important goal for me. I'm sure one of the reasons that it felt like you weren't done with it is because this is a show that evolves and changes every time you do it. That's the most unique aspect about this. Tell us about how this show is, is structured uh, and how it comes together every night.
1: Definitely. Yes, it is. It is a, uh, a whirlwind of a show. There's 16 scenes. The very first scene and the last scene are set. An, o- an opening scene that introduces you to Van Gogh and a closing scene that, that, well, that concludes the show. The 14 scenes in between can happen in any random order, dependent on the spinning of a wheel, which sits in the middle of the stage. After every single scene, I spin that wheel. Whatever scene it lands on, that becomes the next scene I do. And you do that over and over again to get through all 14 scenes. And as such, that means there's 87 billion different combinations the show can go into. So to your point, yeah, there's there's no way the show ever, I think, really feel complete because I will never ever do 87 billion different performances and so it it keeps it fresh every day and keeps it unique every night
0: you know I I know you are a very smart and a very talented man but I I do have to ask because having been on stage and I uh, am really dependent upon the same cue is going to be there every time that's how I know what my next scene is my next line is how do you keep it all straight having to do more than a dozen scenes in a random order every night it's you know i i credit
1: my improv experience it's obviously huge to my my toolbox as an actor um but it's it's just our original approach was we have 14 different scenes let's just treat them as 14 different scenes at first and just memorize those scenes and then as you start to do them and you do them together then you have this connection that feels natural and 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 it works so it's, it's definitely a challenge, but but the more and more we did it and the more and more we treated them separately, the more and more it made sense in my mind. And then once we started doing it, it, it just became clockwork that I spin the wheel and then there's a prop object related to that, whatever scene it is, too. So that prop object sort of is that cue to help me. All right. You know, I grab a crow for the the crow scene and that helps me kick off the very first of each monologue. Um So I think that new
0: device is really important in a show like this. We're talking with Drew Stroud about Exhausted Paint this weekend at the Hopeland Center for the Arts. It tells the story of Vincent Van Gogh. And and Drew, we're a lot of us accustomed to seeing plays that follow a a linear path through the plot. Uh, Obviously, in a situation like this, uh, the story is unfolding different scenes, different phases of Van Gogh's life at, at different times here. And yet it still comes together cohesively and coherently, no matter what order you do it in?
1: I'll say yes. I think it does in, in a logical thing. You're like, all right, I can see what led to it. I mean, the, the play is exhaustive paint, the death of Van Gogh. So you're given a you're given a hint of what the ending of the show is going to lead to. Uh and each scene is just what what caused Van Gogh to, you know, it's still debated what actually happened, but the the popular, the the most studied idea is that Van Gogh probably killed himself because of whatever many factors it might have been. And so this show, what it does is it gives you these different scenes that each, and as Van Gogh says, I want to show you all of my failures. And each scene sort of talks about a specific point point in his life that he might have failed or might not have hit the goal he was hoping to reach. But what's interesting with it is that each scene also Gives you a different type of emotional journey, and so while you're not getting a typical character arc story arc, you're getting a, uh, an emotional arc through it. So each scene, you know, you might go from a scene of complete mania to a scene of complete depression to a scene of complete happiness and a scene of love. And so, from an audience perspective, you have this whiplash that hits you, so you, you go through the emotional journey. And what's interesting is, you know, there's been theories of, of, of maybe Van Gogh was bipolar, and I think this at least gives you, a, a I don't want to say it gives you a taste of that bipolarism, but it might give you a, a, a factor of what is going on in Van Gogh's mind as he jumps through these different emotions while still keeping a through line because you still want to tell some sort of arc. Otherwise, from the audience, it's like, well, what am I going to get through this? So you still get you get a journey that you go on with Van Gogh, but it's an interesting and a unique journey for every single performance. So we had a talk back in India, and one of, my, one of the audience members asked me, like, how does your character change? And I, I think what's so unique and fun about the show is the character is always different. He goes on a different journey every single night, which means from an actor, I have all these different Van Goghs that I get to portray. And sometimes you might get more of a character, caricature type Van Gogh, someone that's very, very manic because it's just, it starts calm and gets more and more crazed as it goes through. Sometimes you get a more calmer one that might start very manic, but then he gets somber and somber as it gets towards the end. Um, so all that to say, Yes, there's that arc, but it's more of a, like a mental arc as opposed to the typical character arc you would see in, in most plays.
0: It, it's a, a powerful subject. It's also very timely because Van Gogh has uh, undergone this renaissance in recent years with the uh, immersive traveling exhibit. And you and you stand there, you're just surrounded by his paintings mm-hmm. and the colors and everything there. Uh, to what extent do, do the visuals of Van Gogh's work tie into the show? Are, are you able to reproduce anything like that or or how do you sort of express that side of Van Gogh
1: yeah I think in a in a perfect non-traveling one we've talked about like what we would do with like projections to have because I talk about these different his different paintings throughout the show I mentioned them so it'd be cool to have like the painting come up during those scenes we're a little bit limited in our traveling so we're not doing that as much I do paint throughout the show um the audience never gets to see that painting, which is, it's kind of a subject of a debate that we often get at the end of a show is like, well, can I see what the painting is? And we kind of, we have never shown the painting to, to people. Cause it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of internalized. Like this is Van Gogh painting, what he wants to paint, but it's not for bringing us to see because he was not appreciated during his time. So in this world, he didn't necessarily want to share that art with the people. Um, the the most you'll get from the connections is like it like i said i mean we obviously talk about starry night but i think what this show does so well is it 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 grazes over starry night because Starry night is a magnificently wonderful beautiful piece and we all know and love starry night but it's such a just a drop in the in the bucket of van gogh's life that i love that the playwright he spends time on it but he does not make the story about starry night which i think is super important um I, but yeah, I think that there's, you're, you know, you'll get the immersive text experience from it, maybe, but not as much of the visual elements of like, the art coming off the walls. I went to that exhibit. It was, it was, I'm not sure if you've been to it, but it's, it's, it was wild to see. Um, I, I uh, cried a lot in that exhibit, because I, I went to it after doing the show last March and just reading his stories and, and all the paint. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a really touching story and like you said this Renaissance of van Gogh is it's great because he was such a talented artist who just was not appreciated during his time and and it's very unfortunate to to think what he what else he might have been able to do if he you know if maybe his talent took off. So yeah, ha-
0: having seen the exhibit, having like you read read the the stories and, and Van Gogh's own words and things, uh, the opportunity to see this all all come to life it, it's very intriguing. And again, as you noted, uh, in a format that really probably sort of replicates the the kind of manic or confused or you know just whatever emotional turmoil he was going through. So it's a, a really unique opportunity for local audiences here. Uh, you, you talked about uh, this traveling. I know you've done this in other venues. Uh, do you have future plans for this production? Where does it go after Springfield?
1: Yeah, so we, we're we going to, I think this is, I'm, I'm like 95% sure this has been announced, but we're going to Denver Fringe this summer. Um, so that's wow. a big one. We'll be, we'll be traveling. We'll be driving that one too. That's going to be a fun drive. Um, our hope is once we get that all nailed down, we want to build, I don't, it'll, it'll still be part of what we're calling the sunflowers tour, but we want to build up, uh, kind of the Western coast, not Western coast, like the Western path. So like we'll go through Texas, hopefully hit up some theaters on the way up there. Um, and then after Denver, I think that'll be the conclusion of this tour. But one of the cool things about this show is. I see it being in my life for a very long time. Um, I'm, I'm working with a playwright to potentially take it to Edinburgh sometime in the future and, and, and different fringe festivals. Um, Cause it like, I, I mean, it's even, even after doing it so many times, I'm still like, gosh, I just, it's just, it's such a fun and rewarding show to do. So um, that's the next, we'll, we'll do Decatur. We're going to Milliken on Tuesday. Um, And then that will be the end of our central Illinois tour.
0: A lot lot of actors over the years that have become uh, singularly connected to one man shows, portraying famous people and local audiences say someday. Oh, I saw Drew Stroud early on uh, playing Van Gogh, which he has done to great renown all over the world. So, uh, again, several chances to see the show this weekend at the Hoagland Center for the Arts. So, Drew, uh, give us the the times, uh, dates, uh, everything people need to know to get their tickets uh, to see uh, Exhausted Paint, uh, the death of Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, yeah, so
1: the show is Friday and Saturday, the 14th and the 15th at 8 p.m. And then Sunday, the 16th at 4 p.m. So that one's a little bit later than the normal uh, Springfield matinee shows. And tickets can be purchased at, oh, sorry. You'll go ahead. Tickets can be purchased at hcfta.org slash tickets.
0: And this will be in the Peggy Ryder Theater. That's uh, the uh, upstairs Theater uh, 3 at the Hoagland Center for the Arts. Again, hcfta.org. You can call the box office at 217 523 arts, 523 two seven eight seven don't delay get your tickets for this and don't miss the opportunity to see drew stroud as vincent van gogh this weekend here in springfield drew again welcome back to town great to see you and uh, best of luck with the shows this weekend we appreciate it thanks so much and
1: i i can put one little disclaimer on it uh, you can uh, imagine vincent van gogh lived a very frantic life and a very uh, troubled life the show has heavy materials in it probably not appropriate for children there's, heavy, there's adult language and adult themes. Just want to make sure that disclaimer is out there. This is not as uh, uh, child-friendly as the immersive experience. I'll just say that.
0: Very important reminder. Drew Stroud, thanks again for joining us here. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. 92.7 WMAY.